Art International presents Fresh Talk, conversations about creativity in the 21st century. This episode of Fresh Talk takes place in Madrid, where Navid Noor, an Iranian artist based in the Netherlands, was invited to present his first solo exhibition in Spain. At Matadero Madrid, he had an amazing platform an art center that was developed on the former site of the city's main livestock market and slaughterhouse. Inside a dark, cavernous space at Matadero, Navid created Hocus Focus, a mysterious laboratory where his experiments with light have given unexpected powers to some ordinary objects. The installations make use of elements that might be expected, neon and fluorescent tubes, flashlights, slide projectors, spotlights, fireworks, and glow-in-the-dark paint, but also involve safety glass, emergency blankets, salt, magnetic filings, a water storage tank, a tanning bed, and a ventilation duct. I'm Kathy Bird, fresh art producer, and today I'm talking with Navid Noor. He's an artist, Iranian-born, uh, who's based in the Netherlands, and he was invited especially to do a project here at Matadero Madrid, an incredible huge space that used to be a slaughterhouse. And I'm asking him today to explain how he was discovered to do this amazing project, Hocus Focus. So, yeah, it went like this. Um, Arco uh, picked out the Netherlands as their um, focus which means that a certain um, group of galleries could be exposed a bit more on the fair than the others. And next to that, they also would like to have few artists in Madrid to have a show. Then they um, did it like this. They gave a list to the people in Madrid. Some curators came to Holland. They checked out certain artists and then they uh, talked about it. And I popped out of this list. And then they gave me this opportunity to uh, do the show uh, here. And um, what was uh, interesting was because the space is so fresh, the people here also did not know exactly the capacity of this space. Of course, you know the volume, but you don't know the vibrant, the emotions, what you could evoke in such a space. So it was for them also a big learning curve when I was working with this, this space because I used the space from a really delicate point of view and also from a more static and larger point of view so it was for me and my works interesting to deal with such area and especially also for them from a technical point of view and also productional point of view so yeah it went uh, well and it's a young team they understand your language quite quick and um, there is no bureaucracy in between so it's like four people you know what you want to do, they know, you say yes, blah, 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 and it's uh, done. How did this project transform your work, having the opportunity to work in such yeah. a big space? I think it changed the scale for you. Exactly. For me, the because of the space, I had this chance to produce or to create certain works which I had on paper, and I knew they could work in a larger context or as a larger volume it was a really good opportunity it's more about certain characteristics or content which a small artwork has you know you can make them larger 
but when you see them large you don't know how they communicate back and that was a big surprise so some words they reflect back suddenly a certain reddish color which was so intense which i could not feel when it was small but because of this reddish color another word could be so they're all like a domino they will be connected to each other and uh, i went back and forward a few times of course to check it to test it etc what is your media normally for people that don't know your work? <laughs> what, oh, that's what, super. I looked at your site and it's very hard to tell. Normally, yeah, it's hard to describe in a certain sentence or which, which material I use, but I actually don't believe in materials. I think more about what a certain concept could evoke. And for me, to have the concept as a strict, more strict material, that's what I do. And for me, the concept personally is to have uh, multiple sensitivity towards art, so to use all five senses. There's enough intelligence uh, when you could smell something or you can see something. And most of the art is just about seeing what you know. You look at something, you refer to something in your brain and then you know it. But your hand knows so much, which you also don't think you don't know but if you touch it or look or smell or walk with your back around it so there are much more intelligence within your body than just this brain trying to grasp everything and uh, what I do is to try to evolve a certain concept and then see which materials fits best and what I do is actually I don't see them as artworks more as modules they are an intermediary in between you the place and me and I try to make a certain composition with them, to be a kind of an interim. So I see my works more as an interim module. It's a word which I made myself, but to keep it this quasi-scientific word, gives me a lot of space to think more broader about art and don't think in sculpture, video, uh, all those stupid terms, uh, terminology, all these words, which always happen after the art, not before, always after. So it's better to keep even that simple gesture as a word, what it is, abstract. So there's a still space from the core to start. So therefore, that's what it is. Earlier you were talking about how this piece evolved from your relationship with light. Yeah. Tell me about that. Yeah, the problem, to be honest, some of the work start or with a frustration or with um, not frustration that you um, you deal. It's like this. Sometimes you deal too quickly with making art. Like when you're in your studio, you do art or you make something. It's because you can see it because there's light around you. So it's like it's a bit irritating. I just want to do art. I don't want to look. I don't want to deal with this matter light. I just want to deal with art. And every time light is there because if it's not there i can't see it so you know it's just i know it sounds a bit weird but it's also a theoretical thing but for me it was most of this theoretical concepts become quite physical for me so i was like look i have to conquer this issue of light first and then i could really start making artworks so i read about light and also looked at what light could be for me and i wrote small text and out of these evolved also certain works and these works are gathered here at the Matadero. It's a beautiful show. Yeah, thanks. It's quite uh, remarkable in that there are intimate spaces and monumental space. You've managed to 
somehow capture the energy of that enormous volume you were calling it. How many square feet is it's, that? Yes, yeah, uh, it's nine ohms square in meters. Yeah, nine Bigger ohms. than most people's apartments, for sure. <laughs> Next up for you would be? Next up for me is at Features of Basel. I'm invited to do a solo. And the solo it's about uh, actually the same kind of procedure, but then about painting. What painting in art history is and what, what it is now. Because I don't believe in painting at all. So um, I only believe in the reason why people paint it and not why, what the painting is really about. So I would try or to push this border to show what painting is really about, not why you want to paint those hundreds of years. So these elements within this solo show will reveal this. How we looked at painting a hundred years ago until now about composition, about cultural context, about material, etc. So I will push all those limits into new works which deal with these questions. Will there be paintings? Yes, there will be paintings, but they look like a painting, but they are no painting. Yeah, I know it sounds a bit abstract. listening to Fresh Talk with Navid Noor. Read more about Navid and hear other podcasts in the series on freshartinternational.com.